Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Saturday Mailbag Show, KBS Listeners Lounge, coming to you from Seoul, the capital of South Korea. It's Saturday, September 10th, 2016, and as always, we've got the latest listeners' letters, messages, and reports we receive from you coming right up. So please stay tuned. I'm Emily Jennings. And I'm Kim Jian. We'll be right back. Hello, Jian. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you, Emily? I'm also good and, of course, happy that it is Saturday. Mm-hmm. And we're happy to have you back in the studio yes, with us. I was away last weekend. That's right. And I'm, I'm sure most of our listeners are happy to hear your voice again oh, as well. I hope well. so. <laughs> yeah. Well, Chuseok is just around the corner, although I'm sure many of our avid fans have heard this Every single year for the past numerous, ye- numerous years they've been tuning in to KBS. Chuseok mm-hmm. is Korea's traditional harvest slash full moon holiday. That's right. And it falls on the 15th day of the 8th month on the lunar calendar. And this year, that is September 15th on the Gregorian calendar, which is next Thursday. Right, and as one of the biggest holidays for the Korean people, not only the day of, but the day before and after Chuseok are designated as national holiday, which means it is also one of the rare few long holidays on the Korean calendar. And the holiday runs from Wednesday until Sunday because it is falling around the weekend. And while traditionally the holiday was time to get together with the extended family members and hold traditional rites, dedicated to ancestors, much has changed over the years. Yes, and I believe we've talked about this on Soul Calling over the past mm-hmm. couple of years too, but families are, well, becoming smaller in general. And uh, I mean, for example, my dad has five siblings. I have one, so that's, oh, wow. yeah, that's Just really... Just one generation One generation, changed. exactly. So it's shrinking pretty fast. And I believe a lot of kids these days are like only child mm-hmm. too. Um, and of course, traditions are becoming more simplified mm-hmm. as well over time. Nowadays, many people take the opportunity to travel for fun and slash or rest instead of driving for hours in massive traffic to visit their old hometowns. Yeah, I mean, it can be exhausting after you've been working so hard all Mm -hmm. week too, right? And how about your family? Will you be traveling to see them during the holiday? Well, lucky for me, most of my relatives live in Seoul or close enough. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'll be visiting my grandparents or grandmothers uh, in Gyeonggi-do province, which is about an hour away from the central Seoul. And uh, again, I'm lucky because both my grandmas live not too far from each other. Ooh, that is very convenient Mm -hmm. and it'll be nice to see them. Is that how you usually celebrate Chuseok? Actually, no. Until a few years ago, all of my dad's side of the family, so him and his wife's siblings and their families, <laughs> would get together at his oldest brother's house and mm-hmm. hold a traditional rite for my grandpa. But I was told a couple of years ago that my dad and uncles have decided to hold a rite only once a year instead mm-hmm. of, like, it used to be three times a year at the very least mm-hmm. for Chuseok and Seoul, which is the uh, Lunar New Year holiday mm-hmm. and also um, the anniversary of his passing. Uh, but yeah, they've decided that they're going to hold a right on the anniversaries only from okay. 
I think it was like two years ago on. And is that once or twice a year? Once a year. Once a year. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's not too bad. I mm -hmm. guess times really are changing. So aside from visiting your grandmothers, do you have any other special plans for this long holiday? Well, I'm actually hoping to catch some movies mm. I've been missing out on. I still haven't seen the Ghostbusters reboot. Mm, I haven't seen that either. I've really, <laughs> I've been wanting to for a while now. So hopefully it's still playing in the theaters and I'll be able to catch it. And uh, the map against the world or Gosanja uh, is a periodic drama piece that I've been looking forward to. It looks mm. quite interesting. Well, hopefully so. you can catch both of those. Over uh, that's the what I'm hoping for. But what about you, Emily? Well, I'll be visiting my in-laws for Chuseok. They are quite traditional. Mm -hmm. So we will be dressing up in our hanboks wow. and uh, holding jesa, the traditional ceremony. But it's actually quite interesting for me because, you know, I'm not, I'm not Korean, obviously. Mm. So it's exciting to be part of such a special Korean ceremony. And the good news is that they also live in Seoul. So my husband and I will not get stuck in any heavy traffic. It's actually one of the rare times in the entire year that Seoul gets no traffic. I know, it's yeah, wonderful. So Except it, for if you were coming back on a Friday or something oh, towards yeah, yeah. the end of the holiday. Yeah. So watch out for that. Of course. <laughs> Well, moving on to some housekeeping items. The top three contestants of the third KBS Korean language video contest Speak Korean Dream High were in Korea for a total of seven days and are set to leave today, Saturday, September 10th. So depending on which broadcast you're listening to right now, they may be at the airport mm. right now ready to leave the country or they may already be halfway home. Well, the contestants had a blast for the past week and they took many, many photographs and you can see some of those on our website by following the links from world.kbs.co.kr. Right, there's a banner uh, to leading to the page mm -hmm. on the top left-hand corner of the page. And if you haven't yet, go see the pictures for sure. Um, you know, view what they did during the visit and also, of course, find out who the final winner is. <laughs> Although I'd say they were all winners mm -hmm. just for coming here and doing all those things, of course. Yeah. And uh, speaking of their pictures, I especially like their pictures from Doksugung Palace, where they were all wearing traditional Korean hanboks, like you will be in yes, a few days. Yes, that was actually my favorite part of their tour, too, just because trying on hanboks is always so much fun. Mm. And I know how much fun I had when I first came here trying on hanboks. But of course, I have my own hanbok now. Lovely. But it is one of the most popular things for foreigners to do here in Korea. But sadly, of course, their adventure has come to an end. And we hope that they enjoyed their visit and they are on their way home safely. And the next item is about our special event that's currently underway on our Facebook page. That's right. The lovely audiobook series titled The Tales of Korea's World Heritage featuring our very own Emily Ooh. is now complete. And we're giving away some prizes by raffle to those who share our Facebook post about it with their friends. Yeah, so share the post and tag your friends for a chance to win some lovely paper crafts of Korea's cultural heritage. And for more information and directions, you can visit our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash English KBS. Now we're going to take a quick break before we come back to share with you this week's listeners' letters, messages, reception reports, and more. So stay tuned.
You're listening to KBS Listener's Lounge on KBS World Radio. It's time now for us to take a look at the listener letters and reception reports. As usual, we've received some lovely handwritten, typed-up, emailed, comments, letters, and reception reports from you, our listeners. And we'll share some of those with you on this program. Starting with the receiving log by listeners Denek Elias of the Czech Republic, as Denek sent us his logs for August 6th through the 12th, during which time he tuned in to us every day except for August 8th, using an ICOM ICR75 receiver with a 57-meter-long wire exterior antenna. On the 6th and the 7th, he tuned in to our 1600-hour UTC broadcast on 9.515 MHz and rated the Simpo 45544 for both days. On August 9th, he listened to us Twice between 1600 and 1605 hours UTC, he rated the Simpo 43543 for 9.515 MHz, noting co-channel interferences by a broadcast from Beijing. But between 1605 and 1640 hours UTC, conditions improved to 45544 once again. A couple of hours later, he listened to our 1800-hour UTC broadcast on 7.275 MHz as well. The first half of uh, first half an hour of the broadcast, the signal suffered a bit due to some QRM, and the simple stood at 42441. QRMs for- persisted by an Iranian channel NCRI, but the overall Merit had improved to reach a simple rating of 43443, so fair. Zdenag reported similar conditions for the rest of the days, 43443 for 7.275 MHz between 1828 and 1850 hours UTC on August 10th with some QRMs. 45544 for 1605 to 1645 hours UTC on 9.515 MHz and 43543 for 1827 to 1900 hours UTC on 7.275 MHz. Those were both for August 11th. Last but not least, on August 12th, he rated the Simpo 45444 for the 9.515 MHz broadcast and 43443 once again for the 7.275 MHz broadcast. Thank you, Zdenek, for your reports, and your QSL cards will be on their way very soon. Up next, we have a lovely handwritten letter and report from our listener Hijimetsu Miyaka of Japan. And we first shared his letter on Listener's Lounge several weeks ago. But unfortunately, it seems that he didn't hear us mention him or his letter on air. But he did receive the QSL card that we sent him, so that's good news. Now, hoping he'll be able to catch his name on air this time, we'll share his report here. Hidemitsu listened to us on Sunday, August 21st from 0200 to 0300 hours UTC on 9.580 MHz, 31 meter band. And he actually wrote in the letter that currently the KBS signal is one of the best in the 31 meter band. So that is really good news. And he heard the news and Soul Calling, which he described as a variety show program with a man and woman speaking. He rated the Simpo as four across the board and said that he used a Sony ICF SW77 receiver with an AN102 wide range antenna with an antenna tuner. He also wrote that he uses a beam antenna, which is rotatable in 
any direction. Sounds pretty cool. Exactly. Well, Hidemitsu seems to be kind of keen on luring some of us to his hometown <laughs> of Hiroshima. And I must say, it's working great on me. You are a big fan of Japan. Right? I am. <laughs> and I mean, it's so close by. And it's, yeah, it's true. It's quite wonderful. Uh, like last time, he sent us some brochures about his region, this time about a hot spring and skiing hotspots at Kita Hiroshima Cho, which I believe is North Hiroshima, mm. um, as well as a Korean sightseeing map of Hiroshima. I think he sent us the English version of the same uh, map last time. I'm actually thinking of taking my mom to a hot spring after Chuseok holiday, so the brochures really came in handy for my research. Thank mm, you very much, Hidemitsu. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope you have a lovely time. And he also included a photograph of Hiroshima City, and it looks like a jam-packed residential area looking towards the downtown area. And we're actually wondering if... You took the photo, Hidemitsu, and if it is from your house. So if you're listening, please do let us know. We are very curious. Now, moving on to his letter, Hidemitsu wrote, Regarding the Rio de Janeiro Olympic Games, I cheer for teams which have a Japanese player. I like to watch sports and I check out game results on sports news every day. To my surprise, today's temperature is over 34 degrees Celsius. How hot? does it get at the hottest time in your town? It was so hot last night that I couldn't sleep. It's awfully hot this summer. UVA rays are strong in August and Japan's summer is extremely humid. It really was awfully hot mm-hmm. this year, uh, especially in Seoul. Mm-hmm. Uh, because in other regions, I, I heard it was hot in other regions of Korea too, but I think they're more used to it, mm-hmm. especially in the south uh, southeastern regions. And but there might be more of a breeze. We're kind of in a bit of a concrete jungle right, here. Right, exactly. The urban cores. Now, <laughs> we've been hearing reports that it was one of the hottest summers on record for Korea as a whole. And yes, we've had many a sleepless mm-hmm. nights here too, and humid, humid days too. We're really hoping that this year was an anomaly and it won't be as hot next year, but I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Now, this year, the hottest day in Seoul was August 21st, apparently, when it went up to 36.5 degrees Celsius, according to official records. Unofficially, though, they say it was actually much, much hotter in some urban cores. I think uh, there was a report about it being somewhere around 40 degrees Celsius, actually. And incidentally, that's the day Hidemitsu wrote the letter to August 21st. Mm, So so it was... Also Japan's Mm -hmm, hottest day, or at least in his town. I guess so. Um, And continuing on with the letter, he wrote, I am extremely appreciative of your consideration. I was so excited when I saw your letter in my mailbox. I was happy to receive a reply from you so soon. Please let us know if there is anything we can do for you. Keep up the good work. Well, Hidemitsu, we are also very grateful for your feedback. And all we ask is that you keep us informed of how our broadcast is being heard in your town. And we're also happy to hear that our post reached you so soon. Also, both Gian and I are crazy about those cute little stickers that you put on your letters. And we thought you might like to know just how much you brighten our day with those cute stickers each time you send us a letter. Mm-hmm. And hopefully you're catching the show this week as it would be nice for you to to hear us uh, talking about your cute stickers and thanking (laughs) you for your report. And again, thank you very, very much for getting in touch and for your very detailed report. We will be sending you another QSL card soon and hopefully that will reach you as quick as the last one. 
Staying in Japan, our listener Toshia Nishimura from Fukuyama City, which I believe is also in Hiroshima Prefecture. Mm. And I think uh, I, I took a look at the map that um, uh, Hidemichi sent oh, yes. us. And I think it's a little useful. Exactly. And it's a little bit east of Hiroshima City, Fukuyama City, I think. Anyway, uh, so Toshia sent us his reception report via email. He also tuned in to us on 9.580 megahertz. He wrote that he listened to our broadcast between 0200 and 0259 hours UTC on Saturday, September 3rd. But looking at the detailed accounts he's given us, we believe he actually meant Friday, September 2nd. He says he heard the news, soul calling, drama lines, and a talk show about North North Korea. And the topic for last week's uh, current affairs in focus was indeed the defection of North Korean diplomats. So I think it's safe to say that he was listening to our September 2nd broadcast, mm-hmm. not the 3rd. So Toshia, if you're listening, we'll be sending you a QSL card for September 2nd, not 3rd. Well, Toshia used a China Radio Texan PL-880 receiver and a Sony AN-12 vertical antenna to tune into us. And he gave us the simple rating of 45343. He also commented, My impressions of your programs. I have received it satisfactorily in general. I think that it is easy to hear your broadcast at this time. However, it is regrettable that I cannot hear it on weekdays. I feel that you could use a nighttime broadcast. If it is at night, I would be able to hear it every day. Thank you for your consideration. Well, considering that he did actually hear our Friday broadcast, mm-hmm. that might mean that he was listening on Saturday, but to right. our Friday broadcast. And we have a 0200 UTC broadcast, which is 11 a.m. here in Korea and in Japan. So that is a little bit early for weekdays. But uh, we don't have a later broadcast slot for 9.580 megahertz, but we do have one for 9.570 megahertz at 1300 UTC, which is about 10 p.m. for us. And some of our other Japanese listeners have reported on the broadcast as well. So maybe Maybe you could give that one a try and let us know if it's good for you. And of course, we will send you a timetable along with your QSL card so that you can check if there are any other times and frequencies that you might prefer. And again, thank you very much for your report. Right, our Japanese monitor, Fumito Hokamura, often sends us reports mm-hmm. on the frequency. He actually listens to both five, uh, 9.570 and, and 9.580 megahertz. And uh, for 9.570 megahertz, uh, he mostly listens to the 0800 hours UTC, uh, that time slot broadcast. Mm-hmm. But I think the overall merit gets at least twos and threes from okay. uh, according to uh, Fumito's reports. Mm-hmm. And that's most of the time. So it should be, it's not the best quality, but it should be it's okay not the worst. to listen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of 9.570 megahertz, our 1300 hour UTC broadcast on 9.570 megahertz seems to have a very strong signal in Bangladesh. Listeners, Sahadat Hossein left us an online report on the broadcast for August 30th, rating the simple for the 1300 hour UTC broadcast on 9.570 megahertz. Five across the board. So overall, excellent. He used a Grundig Yacht Boy 80 receiver with an external antenna and wrote in the comments, KBS World Radio is broadcasting excellent and transmitting very nice to the listeners all over the world. I'm a regular shortwave listener of KBS World Radio. Your programs give me pleasure and knowledge. 
KBS World Radio is my most favorite station to listen to. Your Soul Calling is my favorite program. Thank you very much for this nice program. I also like the program Sounds of Korea. It is an attractive program. We can learn many things from this program. Please verify my report with your attractive QSL cards. If possible, kindly send me some stickers and other KBS materials as a token of friendship. Well, thank you very much for those lovely compliments, Sahadat. And we will mail you the QSL card and stickers your way as soon as possible. Now, the 1300-hour UTC broadcast on 9.570 MHz is being heard in good condition over in India as well, according to listener Jayanta Chakrabarti. Jayanta left us an online reception report saying that he tuned into the broadcast on September 2nd from 1300 to 1400 hours UTC using a Y80 Grundig receiver with a telescopic antenna. He rated the Simpo 4 across the board and gave us some details about the news stories that he heard on the day. He also wrote, I am happy to send feedback on your shortwave transmission to Southeast Asia and would appreciate if it was verified by a QSL card. I would be delighted to receive some Korean postage stamps for collection, which are difficult to obtain in our country. You know, I was actually thinking it would be really nice if we could actually use postage stamps with mm-hmm. pictures on them, the regular postage stamps, <laughs> um, instead of the metered postage stickers mm-hmm. when we send out QSL cards. But to be honest with you, I'm not sure what the policy is yeah. like with this station. Uh, we'll look into it to find out if it would be possible for our stamp collecting yeah, listeners out nice. there. And maybe we could even print out some KBS World Radio stamps as souvenirs to send to, I don't know, quiz winners mm. or... Just, you know, listeners, sure we like in particular. Love that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yes, I wish I had a bigger say or, I mean, both of us, Emily mm-hmm. and I, we wish we had a, a bigger say in this issue. But since neither Emily nor I actually do, yeah. uh, we'll pitch the ideas to the powers that be when we get the chance. But Jayanta, thank you very much for this idea. Yeah, it's a very good idea. And we will let you know if we have any success. Mm-hmm. Now, going back to the reception reports, the frequency of 9.570 megahertz seems to be performing well in general, at least in its intended target area, which is, of course, Southeast Asia. As Gian mentioned briefly, we actually broadcast twice on this frequency, one at 0800 UTC and again at 1300 UTC for one hour each. And the next report we have for you is for the 0800 UTC broadcast. Listener Biplop Kumar Adhikari of Bangladesh leaves us online reception reports for the 0800-hour UTC broadcast on 9.570 megahertz frequently. And this time it was from August 26th through August 31st, and again between September 1st and 4th. He rated the SIMPO 54445 for all 10 days, meaning that the reception condition is excellent overall, which is, of course, wonderful news. Mm-hmm. And Biplop uses KCHIBOKK, 9803 receiver with a telescopic antenna. So thank you very much, Biblop, for your reports. And we will send you the QSL cards very soon. 
Looks like we have time for just one more report. Listener Ura Timofiev of Kazakhstan left us an online report on September 4th when he listened to our broadcast between 13.20 and 13.40 hours UTC on 15.575 megahertz. He used a Sony CF500L receiver with a telescopic antenna and the broadcast yielded a simple rating of 25542. So poor signal, no interference or noise, but slight propagation and poor and overall merit. He also wrote bad recession KBS4 radio. <laughs> That's probably not what he meant, but um, kind of sounded like it. Oh. Bad audibility. Poor signal strength. Oh, it sounds like you're talking to a poor little puppy. <laughs> That's what it felt like as I was reading it. I felt like the bad puppy. Um, oh. But yeah, it's unfortunate that the condition was poor in his region, but hopefully, uh, I mean, we sincerely hope that the conditions would pick up uh, at least a little bit mm-hmm. in your region, Ura. But for the time being, thank you very much for your report, and we'll send you a QSL card very soon. Yes, and we hope that we can improve our uh, listening conditions for youth so that we will hear good reception Mm -hmm. of KBS World Radio. And now that brings us to the end of this segment and we will move on to our new Listener's Lounge segment which peeks into the KBS World Radio mailroom. Here's Inside the Mailbox with Yuna Lee. Hello and welcome to Inside the Mailbox. I'm Yoon Ha Lee. In this weekly corner, I'll share updated information from our Facebook page and events and answer listeners' inquiries. Also, I'll tell you how to navigate our KBS World Radio English Service website. First up, let's go over to our Facebook page. On August 30th, we posted a photo that was sent from one of our monitors, Ratan Kumar Paul, of the prize he received for the 2016 KBS World Radio second quarterly quiz. We had sent out the soundtrack CD from Descendants of the Sun to 50 of our winners last quarter. Lydia Sari commented on this post saying, Hope same prize for next quarter. Unfortunately, Lydia, quarterly quiz prizes vary every time, so there's a low chance that a prize is repeated. We also posted about the Chusek edition of K-Pop Connection, which will be aired next week. For those specials, we asked our listeners for song requests and Y2C answers. The Y2C question is, what was the most memorable way a person expressed their gratitude to you? Give your two cents and tune in to listen to DJ Young and Angie read out your answers during the Chuseok holidays. To take a closer view of these postings and post your answers in the comments, make sure to head on over to our English Service Facebook page, www.facebook.com slash EnglishKBS. Now let's move on to website directions. Last week, I talked about the KBS World Radio quarterly quiz. Did you know that you can enter your quiz questions on our KBS World Radio service homepage? If you scroll over the words about KBS World Radio, located on the top menu right beneath our logo, a blue menu should pop up. On the very left, you should be able to find KBS World Radio quarterly quiz. This takes you to the page where you can find the quiz questions for that quarter. All you need to do is click on the answer and submit it along with your name, mailing address, and email. This form will automatically enter you into a draw for KBS souvenirs. Also, the right answers and the prize winners for that previous quarter are always listed on our homepage at the beginning of a new quarter. Go to winners to find out if you have won a prize. 
Since we are in the last month of this quarter, we ask for your active participation until the end of this month. To find more about these features, head on over to world.kbs.co.kr slash English. On September 8th, which was this Thursday, we sent out QSL cards to 17 listeners who had submitted reception reports the previous week. Recipients include some of our most loyal listeners, such as Hazi Abdul-Manan teacher, Fumito Hokamura, and Grant Skinner, as well as one of our newest listeners, Hidemitsu Miyake. We also sent out program guides and stickers to those who requested. If you'd like to receive these items, send us an email at english at kbs.co.kr and we'll make sure to get them to your way. Now, this is only my second week as the host of Inside the Mailbox, but I hope you're finding this corner useful. If you have any questions regarding mails, reception reports, and listening guides, please leave your questions at, again, english at kbs.co.kr or send a direct message on Facebook, and I'll make sure to address them in this corner. And that's it for this week's Inside the Mailbox. Until next time, this is Yoon-ha Lee. Have a nice weekend! That's all we have for you this week on KBS Listener's Lounge. We hope you enjoyed the show. This has been Emily Jennings. And this has been Kim Ji-eun. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you have a wonderful weekend. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.